Hi, I'm Jane Rose, and this is Inspiration is Everywhere. In the previous chapter with Matthew Kilgore, we saw how important appreciation is for all of us. In our last segment, Matthew shares with us the ways that he has learned to advocate for himself and how we can learn from that to do the same. In our last segment, Matthew shares with us the ways that he has learned to advocate for himself and how we can learn from that to do the same and end with a decon takeaway of inspiration in two minutes or less. Well, I, I feel like you were really kind of addressing the, this, you know, this next question that we have for you in some of your experiences and sharing some of your experiences as a customer. So just wanted to, you, and I actually really enjoy that you framed it in a way of, you know, not that the audience doesn't notice it, but that they, they're, you know, they're plotting and they're plotting for everything in yes. there, you know, it's like, and maybe it can feel like it's directed at the person who's wearing that amazing busload of tool um, in front of them. And, and, but it's, but it's not, you know, it really is applause yeah. for the whole, but there is sort of that element that you're, that you're also tapping into when you're the person who's doing that that it doesn't necessarily always feel like there's understanding or notice that's happening. So I wonder if there's some guidance that you could share with us and for everyone who's listening on how, how to navigate that lack of understanding that you could encounter and, and really sort of own that and then ultimately shine and embrace those moments that, that are like the ones you just described. Yeah, I think, I think the, biggest, the biggest thing I've learned, um, and this has... This has come about through this first season of the show. I see my boss Lee getting lots of recognition for styling Drew's wardrobe, which is a huge part of the equation. But I do all of the tailoring for Drew's clothes that appear on her body and have all season long. And that doesn't always get noticed in the way that Lee's work gets noticed because he is her stylist. Um, and it's like, it's like the costume designer of a show gets the accolades for designing these beautiful costumes, but there's the tailors, the drapers, the stitchers, all the beaters, all of the people that work to create, like all the artisans that do the work to create these beautiful costumes that don't get the recognition that the costume designer gets. And so I found myself, and this is nothing against Lee. Lee and I have a wonderful working relationship. He's the most amazing boss ever. We work so well together. Um, but I found myself noticing that my name wasn't being put on a lot of, a lot of the work that was happening. So what I realized was you have to kind of advocate for yourself and for the work that you do. And so I, I really started posting a lot more of the work that I'm doing in the, like in the process of the work that I'm doing on my social media and tagging the Drew Barrymore show and tagging Drew Barrymore. And, you know, I made a hashtag for myself. So there have been a lot of people that have started regularly following the work that I'm doing on her clothes. And I've, I've noticed that there is an interest that people have in the process of how the clothes get made, what goes into creating her looks. And so through the use of social media, um, I have kind of opened the door a little bit on our wardrobe room where mm -hmm. 
the viewers can see what she's wearing at home, but then it's not that hard to find my Instagram feed to see what I'm working on in the studio that day. And so through all of that, I found that because I was feeling like, you know, uh, there's obviously ego involved um, in, in everything artistic that you do. And I consider the work I do on her clothes to be rather artistic at times <laughs> because I'm, I'm not just hemming pants. I'm not just taking in the wastes of things. I'm, so, there, there are times that I am completely taking dresses apart and changing where the waist lays on these dresses and putting them back together mm. in a fashion where you would never know that it was taken apart to begin with. And there is an art to that, there's skill to that, but it doesn't go noticed because it shouldn't go noticed. Like if she walked out in a dress that like fell apart where I took it <laughs> apart, I'd be fired from my job. Like, so, <laughs> so the reason it doesn't look like anything's done to it is because it shouldn't look like anything's been done to it. Um, and so just coming from the background that I had, it was the, the ego sometimes gets in the way and you feel like, well, I'm doing all this work and I'm not getting any recognition. I just realized that in moments like that, sometimes you just have to create an outlet to showcase your work. And I think that's kind of what I tried to, tried to do in that moment. As someone who works in sound editorial, I can definitely relate to that. Right. If you notice my work, it's probably because it did a bad job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I've had conversations with people about different aspects of, of a show. Like this is one thing that I, I always notice. Like if you go see a musical at any regional theater and all the women have tan shoes, they're all dancing in tan character shoes and they have all these beautiful costumes on and they have all tan Laduka shoes on. That really sticks out to me. And you go see another show where they've taken those tan shoes and they put some paint on them. So they match the costumes that they wear like people do in real life. That's a moment that always sticks out to me because I notice these things. And I feel like little tiny things like that, the audience doesn't always pick up on, but the audience always realizes when something is really good. And even if they can't put their finger on it, there are little details that stick out throughout a show. And that's one thing that always sticks out to me. It's like, oh, that costume designer really has an eye for detail where they want that shoe to match that dress or that men's burgundy shoe to match his burgundy vest. You know, that's, um, it's that little extra that I pick up on. And I feel like other people pick up on it but without realizing that they're picking up on it. Mm -hmm. It's just that little extra thing that to take it back to the kitchen, it's that, you know, that extra layer of salt that you put in something that like really like brightens that profile of the flavor. And so as someone who was on stage and now sits backstage and works backstage, it's those details that I really like to bring to my work as an artist, because it is that little extra and that little extra makes an actor feel good. It makes a performer feel good. And in your background as a, a sound designer, like if you can really EQ someone's voice to make them sound great, that yep. that's that extra little bit that is so special. I, I guess it's taking the dreams of the people that are all involved in the process and using the dreams of the people backstage or in production to help build the dreams of the people that are on stage and bring the people's 
dreams that created the show or created the work or like I, it's it's like this conglomeration of dreams <laughs> that really makes a live theatrical event happen and brings it to life or any it's, of it. Uh, and yeah any of it and that applies to any aspect of life like yeah. you know like you could we're talking mainly about performing today but everyone has dreams for the most part everyone's a piece of a bigger system yeah in in their way with their skill to the larger sort of system that they're a part of i feel like that aspect of the recognition i i think people people yearn for that it's that it's that feedback that positive feedback that you get on the work that you're doing if you're in a job that's not providing that for you you need to find ways to find that gratification and fulfillment for yourself or maybe find a new place to work <laughs> <laughs> or find or find something different that you want to do if it's not calling to you or fulfilling you um it might be time to take a new path i work with enough young people to see how that can sometimes get in somebody's head of just the idea oh. that you are shifting some somehow means that there's something wrong and that's not true <laughs> oh yeah yeah when i made the shift from performing to not performing it was it was that was such a profound moment like it was partially because it wasn't fun for me anymore it wasn't inspiring me it wasn't bringing me great joy that it used to and I was dealing with injuries and so like as a dancer hitting the like twilight of your career it's you don't always think that you're gonna have to find something else to do so I really struggled with that for a while it was like I, I don't know where I'm gonna go <laughs> and I, I tried I tried teaching I was teaching dance for a while and it was it was just not fulfilling me and I had such great teachers. It wasn't that I wasn't able to teach the material. It was, I didn't have the passion for the mentorship, the being that role model to this, to my students at that juncture. I was, I don't know if I wasn't ready for that step or, but I struggled with that. It was um, just realizing that it was partially my decision, partially my body's decision that I wasn't gonna be performing on stage anymore. And allowing that to be okay was hard when you've been pursuing one dream for so long. And then it's like, that dream is coming to an end. It, you can't help but feel like, did I fail? Like, was it me? Like, I really had to take, take hold of that and embrace that and mm -hmm. say, no, this is my decision. I didn't want to be forced out of my performance career by an injury that was a like career ending. I wanted to say, you know what? This is going to be my last show. I am making this turn now and take control of that story, take control of the dream and like the navigating the end of it for myself to, to make it not feel like I failed or because I don't feel that I did. I had a wonderful, wonderful career. But you know, when a, when a career comes to an end, especially in the performing arts, do you've you can't help but feel like, oh, I wasn't tough enough to stick it out. I wasn't, um, all of those things come into your head and they came into mine. I really think taking ownership of the choice and the path to make that turn into my next chapter is what really helped me have a graceful landing from performing 
I think. I mean, your next chapter is a pretty incredible one. <laughs> like, it's been a very blessed, very lucky <laughs> next chapter. So. Pretty fucking cool, the stuff you're working on. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. I, I pinch myself every day. I think that's a that's some good wisdom to leave us with. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for jumping on. It's been really lovely to hear just a tiny bit about all of your experiences yeah. and the different places you've sort of navigated through in your in your career. Yeah, thank you for having me. And seeing how your dream has has shifted and changed and morphed, I think is really cool. And um, so many times. And it's nice to mm-hmm. see that you give yourself permission for that too. It's really, really yeah. lovely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to be here. Decon takeaway time. I'm always inspired when we ask our guests for guidance. And now I get to share why in this decon takeaway moment. It takes courage to step up to the figurative creative plate and say with confidence, This is what I bring to the table. It's important to have that clarity in your head. So many of us struggle with a feeling of worthiness, and it is important to be able to recognize your own worth. And believe me, you are worthy. Find those moments in your life where you can, as Matthew said, take it back to the kitchen, add some salt. Often we see the ending of a path as failure. But the truth is, it's just the start of another journey. When you pan out and take in the scope of your life, you'll see how it's all interconnected. I so love that that's where we landed with this one. And that's it for our series with Matthew Kilgore. Matthew, you are amazing. And thank you for sharing your wonderful journey with us. It brings me so much delight to get to experience these stories with our guests because as we like to say everyone has a story to tell one that brings value to the world and impacts those they come in contact with the next series will get to focus on broadway's triple threat destin owens to get more involved with deconstruction arts visit our website www.deconstructionarts.org to get info on upcoming events Through our website, you can become a Decon member and join us every week for an amazing meditation and movement class. All are welcome to participate in this one-hour Zoom-based sound bath and invigorating movement practice. Also, if you were moved or found value in today's podcast, please visit our website to make a tax-deductible donation to support the continuation of this always ad-free podcast and other projects. And of course, remember that inspiration truly is everywhere. Seize a moment at some point today when you can step into the calm of your mind, take a deep, conscious breath, look around, and be inspired.